this comes from my background, our team's background in B2C e-commerce. So we, and there's something we call a consumerization of B2B that's happening. You're listening to Payments Innovation, a podcast dedicated to helping business leaders navigate today's global digital economy. Looking to learn about the latest innovations within fintech and payments? You've come to the right place. Let's get into the show. So welcome to another edition of Payments Innovation. Today, I am delighted to be joined by John Tomich, who is the CEO and co-founder at Credit Key. John, thanks for, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, Richard. Well, why don't we start with a, with a brief introduction of kind of you and your background? Sure. I'm one of the co-founders and current CEO of Credit Key. And prior to this, spent about a dozen years. I was a, was a founder and CEO of a company called One Stop Internet, so, which is in the, in, the, in the e-commerce space, most in the B2C, what they call business-to-consumer e-commerce space. So I ran that business and, and for a dozen years. And, and during that time, the business model for One Stop is essentially to partner with the B2C, business-to-consumer brands and retailers, and run their entire e-commerce operation from soup to nuts. So One Stop would do the fulfillment and the customer service build the site, design it, wire together the software platform to power the site, set up all the payment processes and sort of, you know, ecosystem, and then it's, and on a multi-year contract basis, and then share in a, in a, in the revenue generated on the websites of our clients. So we had a, once up had a big focus in the apparel space. So we did sites like lululemon.com and Juicy Couture and Seven, Seven Jeans and John Barbados, et cetera, et cetera. And so during this process, learned quite a bit, as you can imagine. I mean, One Stop's got still around today has about 50 clients and, and, and launched hundreds of B2C e-commerce sites over a dozen-year period and learned a lot about what merchants are looking for and what drives e-commerce sales and optimizes conversion rates and, and so forth and so on, um, right. and which, which led me a lot to, to, to credit key today. So one of the things that we saw in B2C e-commerce was an evolution in, in payment products and the way that consumers check out and, and the options that are available, available to them. I mean, things like PayPal and Google Checkout and et cetera, et cetera. And in the early 2000s, there was a product called Bill Me Later, which came out. And again, this is all B2C e-commerce, which is a really sort of separate vertical than B2B. And so in the early 2000s, something called Bill Me Later came out. And just like it sounds, it allowed somebody that was going to, for example, jcrew.com that's buying $200 order, you know, pair of jeans or, or dress or what have you, pay for it on a layaway program. And that product and that business took off, was popular. PayPal bought this business in 2009 for, for almost a billion dollars. They renamed it PayPal Credit. And PayPal Credit, if you look at PayPal's 10K annual report, will do around $10 billion a year in origination all B2C. So you know, our thesis and really what we're excited about with Credit Key is we're taking that concept, that pay later concept to the B2B e-commerce market. Okay. Again, and obviously, I mean, if we look at the size of those markets, I mean, the B2C market is, is big, but I think it, you know, it, it pales in comparison to the size of the B2B market, right? Correct. That's uh, one thing that people don't, don't appreciate is the B2C market, which includes, you know, Amazon and all the familiar faces, right? Walmart, Dell.com, Apple, that that market is half the size of B2B. So the B2B market, and this is business to selling to businesses, companies like, for example, Granger.com, you know, selling clamping units to a small factory in the Midwest or something, right? Or the chain of restaurants that buys a pizza oven 
for the restaurant or restaurant equipment, traditionally those purchases were pretty old fashioned. They'd flip through a catalog, they'd look at the pizza oven and say, I want this. They'd call the manufacturer, talk to a sales rep, that kind of thing. Those processes are moving online rapidly for a host of reasons. You know, my, my perspective is B2B is 10 plus years behind B2C. So we're really seeing a huge push right now, huge with these businesses in all different types of verticals and sort of sub-segments that are moved, that are digitizing their business processes. And even today in its infancy, so to speak, it's still twice the size of B2C. Yeah, I think the stat is you know, over a kind of a trillion dollars in, in sales volume in 2017 in B2B. Uh, but as right. you said, I mean, that, that's just scratching the surface of the you know, $130 trillion industry that it is in terms of um, kind of the B2B commerce market itself. Right. Um, so, so it must be kind of, a, I guess, an exciting time for you guys seeing that the market opportunity there and, and what's happened in the B2C market. Yeah, right. I mean, we're not, a, look, we're not alone. There's a lot of, <clears throat> there are a lot of companies and product companies and, and venture capital firms and so forth. They're really excited about the B2B payments market. And specifically, I think what we're doing differently is, embedding it in the shopping cart, right? So to speak, the shopping cart or the, the purchase funnel of e-commerce. And so we're taking, we're underwriting. So a business, a business that is coming to a site that wants to purchase something, our, our product is a five hundred dollars to $25,000 product. And we are scoring them and underwriting that business in real time in the shopping cart in two minutes or less, and then extending them a line of credit to, to finance the purchase. So it really is like bill me later. The merchant gets the money within a couple business days, like a, like a credit card settlement. And then we pass on, we charge them a small fee, like a credit card type fee, processing fee. And then the, the purchaser, the borrower, the, the restaurant buying the pizza oven has 30 days to pay us. And then starting in day 31, we charge them an interest rate on a monthly basis, sort of risk, risk adjusted. So the merchants are really excited about this type of product because it essentially gives them a factoring benefit. They get their cash up front. And we take all the risk with the borrower. Okay, so so what you do, you're moving kind of the B two B lending process into this e commerce checkout. That's right. You're, you're That's delivering right. you're delivering kind of the, the credit approval within within seconds, much like in the B two C world. And this is done instantly. So I guess, and then the merchants obviously get their money straight away, but they can obviously give their customers the ability to do this different payment option. But, that's right. That's right. Especially their long tail customers for a host of reasons. We'll give them an additional, customers want additional credit. They don't want to do, you know, a lot of these times the merchant um, approval process is old fashioned and sort of analog and we're digitizing it all. There are, there are no shortage, as you, as you well know, of companies that will lend that example, that restaurant example, let's say $10,000 to buy the pizza oven, right? Or the restaurant equipment. There's no shortage of companies you can go to. What we're doing fundamentally different is we're taking that business underwriting and that, that business credit product. Instead of leaving the website, going to a different uh, business lender site, filling out an application, potentially waiting 24 hours, et cetera, et cetera, we're taking that entire process and then viewing it in the shopping cart in real time. Yeah. So we're into the merchant ERP system. So we have we have data on on the historic trade credit relationship if it if it does exist. So it helps us with with, with underwriting, which is really unique. So um, the I'm not gonna name names, but the other business lender, sort of the folks that are out there right now doing this, they don't they don't have any kind of insight on the customer unless that customer that business that lender has been borrower has been to that site before. But we have that historic merchant trade credit data. So it gives us a bit of an underwriting data. Okay. And I guess then that, that advantage is then just translated into customer experience, you know, both both the merchant and the and the purchaser here, 
which is, I guess, a customer experience now that has been uh, driven by kind of B2C applications, sorry. And, and people are starting asking, you know, why, why can't we do this in the B2B world? And then what you guys are doing is just bringing that into the B2B world. That's right. That's right. And, and this comes from my background, our team's background in B2C e-commerce. So we, and there's something we call a consumerization of B2B that's happening. So the example procurement director at company, they're used to buying B2C. They're used to going to Amazon. They, they like that UX user experience. They, they're, they're familiar with that purchase funnel and they're familiar with the features and the functionalities that influence sort of traditional B2C e-commerce. And now they want that in their B2B world, in their day job, when they go to the office every day, when they're buying things. And so a lot of the, we think, a lot of people think that a lot of the features and functionality, a lot of the trends that, that we all saw in B2C e-commerce over the last 10 to 15 years is going to start happening in B2B. And number one is payment. Yeah. Well, it's, it's something that we talk about a lot in our business as well. So I completely agree. And it's a really exciting transition, I think. Yeah. Ultimately, this is around kind of customer service but, and customer experience. But what that gives in terms of kind of increased, I guess, in, in your application, in terms of in, increased checkout percentage, ultimately revenue, you know, cash flow for the merchants. That's uh, right. It's, it's really exciting. I was going to say the way you'll be able to do this is just by adopting technology, by using kind of this, these data points, this kind of credit worthiness in, in real time. And in the world we're living, then you know, people have access to that. So what you're just doing is using that and translating it into an application. That's right. And again, I was at my, my old company. We were early adopters of Build Me, of Build Me Later in the B2C world. And we, so we have experience in under, and understanding and seeing conversion rate lift and average order value lift in when, you, when you add flexible, innovative, additional payment options. So if you add these to the checkout, people buy more per order, they tend to buy more transaction volume increases, et cetera, et cetera. And look, it, fundamentally, we think there's more of a demand for this type of product in B2B because the average order values are larger than B2C and the purchase intent is much stronger. I mean, you need those clamping units or the pizza oven to run your business. This isn't a discretionary purchase of a pair of jeans from J. Crew. So people need these types of payment options. So let's uh, shift slightly towards you know, you said, listen, you, you aren't the only guys to do this. And what you're doing is you're, I guess, you're, you're challenging the incumbents and, and using kind of technology to drive kind of real-time behavior. But let's talk about kind of the big guys in this industry. Let's talk about Amazon. Surely that's a kind of threat, Amazon for business. We talked about B2C, but in terms of the business space, how, how do you guys view kind of them? Amazon is not shy uh, and it's about telegraphing their B2B motives. They've been talking about it for years, several years. It's a huge market opportunity for them. And they've been making big pushes in that space. I mean, they're the 800-pound gorilla in the industry that people are scared of, and particularly distributors. So if you have a distribution business, Amazon's really going after you. I mean, they can import your entire product catalog. And they're, and they're adding all sorts of innovative financing products as well. So in a way, Amazon's growth, a big tailwind for our business, because what we're doing is going to the folks that are sort of competing with Amazon, everybody else, and the manufacturers directly are these distributors. And we're saying you need to upgrade and enhance your user experience and the functionality that you provide your borrowers to compete with Amazon. So Amazon's sort of blazing the trail here. You have to be at least as functionally exciting as they are from, from a product standpoint. So you need to innovate. And so it, it really is pushing them. Amazon's kind of pushing them in, in the arms of companies like us that have these tools to empower their businesses. Okay. Uh, yeah, as you said, I mean, you know, you're not a threat to the B2B companies 
unlike kind of Amazon will be. Right. Um, Amazon is Amazon is a threat. Yeah. I mean, without getting into name, I mean, I mentioned Granger as an example, not to focus, you know, too much on one company or another, but that's a distributor. Granger's fundamentally a distributor, and there's a, there, are, there are a lot of these companies in the B2B space. And so if you're a distributor, one could argue that it's companies that are that are traditionally distributors that are much more vulnerable to somebody like Amazon coming along and disintermediating their business. So, and one of the ways to fight that, and we've seen this in the B2C space, right, with some people have been successfully kind of battling Amazon by by layering on additional value-added services to the product. So the product becomes a bit of a commodity and you need to layer on services and, and product functionality beyond that. And so we think things like adding an innovative, flexible payment option gives the, the borrower more of a reason to come directly to that distributor site. Does that make sense? As opposed to just the competitive advantage vis-a-vis Amazon. Right. Okay. Okay. I get it. Um, so listen, we're almost out of time, but I, I just think it's worthwhile you know, kind of highlighting for listeners out there, you know, some of the stuff we're talking about. I mean, this is around it's a B2B proposition. You're giving them, the B2B companies, a way to make it easier for them to cost, um, for their customers to buy from them, basically. This is instant decisions, real-time credit decisions. There's nothing to do with kind of filling out paper forms. You're offering flexible payment terms. And, you know, your access is access to more credit-based on data rather than kind of just a general Google search. Right. And I think it's it's really important one more just to re-highlight, re-emphasize that what's happening now is a generational. Once once you could argue in a lifetime shift to online, there's a digitization of these business processes that's happening and it's revolutionary. And so we are riding that wave. Businesses are coming together in the shopping cart now and going forward. And so we, 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 are, we are providing a tool that, that meets them at that place. And that's an, a fundamental part of what we're doing. Like if this was 15 years ago, we, we, you know, there's still an innovative product that we could build to, to offer trade credit. But the touch point is totally different. It wasn't in the shopping cart. It wasn't in e-commerce. So the fact that we're, it, we're, we're doing it in e-commerce is the revolutionary, one of the revolutionary parts of what we're doing, meeting them in the cart. Fantastic. Listen, it's, it's it obviously a huge opportunity. As I said, from our point of view, we see this shift in kind of the, the B2B space as well. And it's been, listen, it's been great having you on. Once again, you've been speaking to John Tomich, CEO and co-founder of Credit Key. John, thanks a lot for joining us. Thanks, Richard. It's been great. Thank you. Currency Cloud is an online payments company that makes international money transfers fast and simple for businesses. We're building a borderless future where international transactions are seamless for a better user experience. Discover the world's most trusted payment platform and our toolkit of developer-friendly APIs at currencycloud.com. You've been listening to the Payments Innovation Podcast. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe now in iTunes or your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening. Until next time.